what is the phrase? Foot my foot and pedal. Push pedal, pedal to the metal. To the metal. <laughs> hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. I went out with this guy a couple times and I kept talking about how long my hair was because it's it's growing pretty quickly right now and he's like what are you talking about it's so short and he like kept talking about how it was so short and how I was wrong anyways not very fascinating story but interesting to me um I mean it's yeah I would assume that most most guys assume that girls have like hair down to their butts so I mean your hair is long to you but I don't (laughs) right now it's long to me yeah I'm also not a short hair girl which also True. is something that people don't believe when I tell them. Yeah, I mean... People just don't believe things. It's very Well, annoying. to be fair, like, I've known you, like, my whole life, and you have had short hair way more times than I have had short hair. I have never had hair that short, so... Yeah, but I have uh, long hair just as often as I have short hair. So... I've also had hair longer than yours. Much true. longer. This is true. Huh. Anyways... Um, yeah, today I'm obsessed with people believing things when I tell them something is true, uh, and we're going to do an obsessions update, because we haven't done one in a while, and yeah. surprise, surprise, I'm obsessed with a whole bunch of new shit. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, not a surprise, which is why we named this podcast what we named it, but, um... I mean, I'm obsessed with yeah. the same shit, but in different ways, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's something that we can spend, like, 30 minutes talking about, which isn't true for some people, so... Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into it? I've been thinking... Oh, I guess I can talk about this as one of my things. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I should can just start, <laughs> unless you want to start. I mean, you can... Yeah, go for it. Um, I've been thinking a lot of... Or listening to a lot of podcasts and shit about, like, business practices, best practices, like... Things to be creative, but also things when you're, like, working with people or, like, working in a business. Yeah. And it's been making me think about, like, everything that I do, including this. And I don't know. I don't have any conclusions or anything. I've just been thinking about our, our show and, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> no, I was – when I worked for my previous boss, I was the exact same way because I had to take a lot of, like, kind of business because he was um, – a business owner and I was his only really employee of the one side of the company that I worked mm. for and I had to take kind of a bunch of business training and it was yeah it was super interesting thinking about how that applied to like my tiny little Instagram account or all that kind of stuff just interesting to yeah. it was helpful to learn um some stuff was pretty insane but other stuff was like I took away little nuggets which was good so I totally get what you mean yeah I yeah. listened to this great episode today about um oh man I can't forget I can't remember the term but it was like it was about feeling safe to fail and like mm-hmm. report mistakes to your boss, um, which like ultimately leads to more risk taking and more creativity, and it's just like safety and respect and non abusive work situations. And I was like, shit! Like I love, like obviously I want to work in a situation that isn't like abusive or that doesn't feel unsafe but it's nice that it's also backed up by like science and results Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I know I totally I totally get it yeah it's not like necessarily one of my obsessions lately but it does apply to this show sort of no I think the best Um, work environments are the ones where I mean 
it was like my second week at Twitter, I felt comfortable kind of speaking out against something. And like, they were totally encouraging that. So I think that like, it was something small, but like, it was just and nothing bad, just like a way they did something. And I was like, just the like the idea that I could do that, it just was very freeing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a pretty good uh, <laughs> culture here that they encourage <laughs> that. Um, so that's awesome. Okay, I want you to start now officially, officially with a real one. Since okay, it's like a fake one. I mean, I'm gonna assume you haven't watched Loki. Is that a bad assumption? No, not yet. I'm okay, s- <laughs> I still haven't finished. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah, I was obviously obsessed with, with Loki and it was, it was, it's basically the show that connects mostly out of like the three shows I've had, the one that connects kind of mostly to the, the movies going forward and what's going to be kind of the next storyline moving forward in the movies. So it was just, and it was just brilliant storytelling and Loki is um, now like officially the first out character even though he had a romance with a woman he is technically bi according to the show he is bisexual so everyone was very happy about that because that's very important to his character and so isn't he also non-binary so he's in the show like on his um on his like documents when he gets uh into the tva they say it says gender fluid but technically what i'm assuming that means is just there's all different variants of him because the one variant of him is a woman so i don't necessarily know if that means he like he himself is non-binary but like the whole idea of the show is like different variants from different universes. So there's like a bunch of different Lokis and one of them is a woman. So I don't necessarily know what that means, but. So I, I guess he's gender fluid then. Gender fluid. Yeah. But it's like a different, it's, it's in an interesting way. Cause it's like a whole, it's a different, it's a different him. kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's like a sci-fi gender fluid. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was, it was really important that that episode where yeah. like he came out and said that like it was just very important especially for people that have literally been waiting so long and disney has taken so long to do anything that <laughs> i'm just very happy that people got something so he's the he's the first out character i, in I the think movies? so i think in the mcu like there was like one i mean there's been like side characters like there was one character like where the director made a cameo in like one of the avengers movies where he played a gay man but like that's literally mm-hmm. been it. And I think it's, imp- I, I actually think it's important that it's like an established character because people yeah. love Loki. And if it was like a new character, that's fine as well. But I think it's just, it was important that it was like an established character people are obsessed with and people yeah, know that he cares so much about the character. Like he said in an interview the other day, he would play him for his entire life. Like, so I think wow. it's just super, it was just super meaningful. And the whole lighting of the episode was like purple, which is kind of the bi- or the bisexual like color. And it was just perfect. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so people That's were awesome. very happy. And I loved that. I was obsessed with, with that show very much so. Um, and Disney Plus has done it again and is taking the best risks and it's paying off. So very happy about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I should make a Loki as bisexual. You would, story. you would like Loki. Like, I think you would like Loki. I think you would, like, I know, I, I don't think you would really like Falcon and Winter Soldier that much because it's like way too, way too MCU. If that makes sense, like, it's way too grounded, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Loki is just crazy. And I think you would love it. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar I, to WandaVision. I can't get that. I can't get that feeling back. But it was very close. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're planning to watch Loki. Um, and I guess Black Widow, when mm. we're at the beach, my siblings and I, just us three are going to the beach uh, second week of August. So. Speaking of, yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about Black Widow. It was way, way too late. It was, a, I really liked it, but it was like, it felt like a movie, obviously, that should have come out years ago because freaking Scarlett Johansson has had to wait this long for that movie, but it was yeah. good. I liked it. Can you it. believe that? For what it was, I really liked it. Um, That's I mean, to be fair, now she's kind of problematic. She says a lot of bad things, but she does des- she deserved the first female like 
I, I don't, I think a thousand percent yeah. she deserved it, but she didn't get it. So now she finally did. And it was years too late and also a whole year because of the pandemic too late. So I think it was a, Damn. it was a good movie. People aren't liking it too much just because like it's out of place. Like they really should have done this years ago. So, um, but I, I thought it was really well done for what it was. And I really liked it. And I loved the characters it introduced, which is kind of the whole point, kind of her legacy. So yeah. Um, how was Hopper? very good i'm assuming that's the stranger things character because i don't watch stranger things okay good (laughs) yes he was fantastic he was so funny he was like a bumbling idiot and i wish he had more redeemable moments but i mean Mm -hmm. he he's such a great actor i love david harbour so yeah Yeah. and and uh stranger things florence Pugh is that's all everyone's been talking about it's all everyone's been talking about i mean it's really her movie like at the end of the day because it's kind of her taking on the legacy of of black widow so um, she was just fantastic and she killed it. I love her so much. I watched her. I saw her yeah. first literally in that like wrestling movie she did with The Rock where she, The Rock like produced it and she played um, one of like my favorite female wrestlers of all time. And she was so good. And that was like kind of her, <laughs> one of her like first roles. Um, and that's the first time I saw her and she's just so great at the end. Yeah, I like her. She's unique. Yeah. yeah. I, she, so. I liked her in Little Women a lot. Yeah, from what I've seen, I've seen, like, so many clips of Little Women, but I haven't seen the actual whole movie. <laughs> I feel like you would really like it, because it's, like, girly. And For what I've seen, I really like it, but it's just the clips on YouTube yeah. of spoiling things, so. You anyway. should sit down and watch it, but I know you won't. But that's okay. What? Um, I won't? Okay. <laughs> only if uh, Mia and I both bully you into it. That's true. I keep almost saying Nia, because one of my family friends named Nia is writing for me <laughs> or for the website right now so I'm like I keep calling Mia Nia in it's my okay. head but it's not because I don't love and respect her as her own individual thank you she just turned 17 fuck I cry <laughs> <sighs> that's crazy I didn't realize how close in age she and Ben are yeah like she every, every single one of my friends was like she's a baby but that's just how younger siblings are to people's friends I mean it's insane People still yeah. think she's like five. So, I mean, nope. she is eight years younger than us. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. We just forget that we're we just really old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Um, speaking of being old, I have. I guess I've only gone to one, but I've been like. I went to an estate sale, and I've yes. been like looking at stuff online and like auctions and like ordering vintage glass on Etsy and like going to thrift stores and buying like 10 different glass cups for like 50 cents each yeah just so I can have like favorite pastime I love that so much yeah um anyways yes estate sales it's been incredible I got a spice rack for like two dollars um I got well and the estate sale that I went to was a jewelry maker's estate sale. She oh, and her wow. husband were retiring and moving to the beach. So she had this whole craft barn. And it was like shelves and shelves Stop. of like fabric and beads and shit for like... And like... So organizers alone for like a crafty person is like a godsend. An organizer for like a couple bucks is incredible. An organizer filled with random craft shit or like beads and pearls and like wire and joiners like holy crap that's that's the mother load yeah it was really fun I love that. um and i'm making like wind chimes oh. and <laughs> necklace i made these earrings oh that's so cool um 
they're like dangly i know what this is an audio medium okay guys <laughs> um but yeah it's been really fun to just go through all this shit and have these like beautiful things and i've been um she had a lot of like candle holders or like mm. hanging things with like these big like crystal looking beads yeah um, and i've been like cutting those off and like sticking them in my potted plants so it looks like they're growing crystals <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, so I'm just putting color everywhere and things that catch the sunlight. And it makes me really fucking happy. Yeah. I love my own little space and I love being an adult. Same. Even though things keep breaking in my apartment. Yeah. There's a lot of things about being an adult I don't really like. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I Yeah, I agree. But... <laughs> I like it more than I dislike it at this point, which is fun. That's a good place to be. Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling good. I uh, It's just been interesting having, like, my family back here because it feels like I have less independence. But, like, it also, I had that time to be completely independent that, like, it, I don't know. I, I mean, I've said this a million times that I, like, basically had to grow up like immediately like I was gonna just live with my family for like the rest of college probably and then I I didn't because they moved so it's interesting having the back but I uh being an adult is weird especially an adult that yeah. has to do things and has responsibilities and uh I act like I haven't had responsibilities but I mean I'm 25 I've had responsibilities for a while now <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> it's a process I'm so excited to have to have my own health insurance Talk about Stardew Valley, bitch. All right, so I've also been obsessed with Stardew Valley, which is a video game I have played for many years, and this is like my third playthrough. But it's basically like, it's based on Harvest Moon. It's like a little cute sprite farming uh, game that it has so much content, and there's so, like every single time that I open it, there's just more stuff, and they added a whole new update. So I've been enjoying that, and it's very relaxing and fun, and... Yeah, I've kind of switched my Animal Crossing like months and months ago when I, I stopped playing Animal Crossing like everyone else did because that was just kind of like a pandemic thing. You like play in your town for a year and then once you get all the events you're like, well, I'm not going to play in this anymore and you just forget about it and all your animals are like, screw you and everything dies and there's weeds everywhere and then you're just too scared to go back. So then I play Stardew Valley. So the it's end. much like real life. Yeah. Stressful. <laughs> But at least it's nice to be stressed about something that doesn't exist necessarily. It was, Animal Crossing was definitely something a lot of people needed during the pandemic. It came out perfect timing and then yeah. it's too stressful after that when you actually have to go back to real life. So <laughs> too many responsibilities for me. Mm, I'm still obsessed with plants. I'm pretty sure I talked about that last time in my macro <laughs> plant hangings. Yeah. The only difference is now I'm putting like beads on top of them. I mean, in the in the macrame too, mm -hmm. sewing things into stuff, and all my hobbies are coalescing into one. Yes. Um. As I try, okay, tell me if this resonates you. Resonates with you? Wow. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I promise, I'm not drinking or anything. Mm. I promise. Um. I it, the like concept that you only have four hours of like productive work in you a day but like <laughs> our work days are like eight hours <laughs> yeah I feel that I I probably um 
we have kind of a goal of getting out like 30-ish tweets a day and I will get the majority of them out in the morning because I just can't be productive after a certain time of day. Right? So it's just, I mean, it's a little different now that I'm like back to being like in an hourly job because like I have to keep doing, I can't just like take a break. Like with my other job when I was salaried, I could just kind of take a break in the middle of the day, do chores, like take a little nap because that's usually when it's all the slump hits. But now, yeah, now it's just kind of like, well... I mean, I can take a little break, but like, I'm still here for another four hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, well, like, you have to hard. take breaks to be productive, right? Yes. Like, yeah. But when you're doing an hourly job, if you're tracking your own hours, you mm-hmm. um, you count the break time because if you were in an office, you would still be on the clock. That's what. That's like. Yeah. That's the most stressful thing about. I think that's probably what most people feel if they're hourly and like working at home because yeah, it's like if you're in the office, like. You would go hide in the bathroom for an hour and you'd still be on the clock because you're there. Like you're it would be terrible to do if like, you know, you weren't going to the bathroom. But like you you'd be there and you'd be on the clock, but because you're at home, it's like if you're doing chores or like you don't go run and like do one little task, it's like, well crap, what do I do? <laughs> so Are you like stretch? I totally feel that. Yeah. I mean, I've I felt more and more comfortable to be able to do that because Twitter encourages like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's still like it's still just so guilty. Like you just feel so guilty. Yeah. Um so I totally get it, but I, don't I just know. think I we should devote more time in like the cultural ethos and school to like talking about how to work effectively. Yeah. Um, I've just been thinking so much about like how your work relationships are relationships that need to be like nurtured, like friendships or romantic relationships, but we never ever talk about that. Like, there's yeah. no movies about it. But it can be just as rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah. At least to friendships, like friendships, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree. We, like, we try and, like, we try and schedule just, like, meetings that we can just kind of chill. Like, last week we just scheduled a meeting where we were on the clock, but we were just kind of playing video games and just hanging out because, like, that's encouraged as well. Just, like, having some time where you can just kind of chat and hang out because you don't get that when you're not in an office. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I didn't plan yeah. for business stuff, which is what I started out this conversation oh, with. yeah. To True. be in my list, but it keeps coming back. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I have a pretty big update about my book, if that's, if you don't have another... <gasps> yes! <laughs> I mean, not a good update. It's not like I got a book deal, but... But I mean, it's, it's exciting. I haven't written in so long. I'm living through you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not I mean, very I fun, so... written creatively. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm nervous. No, no, I've just finished. So, like, last time we recorded, I was still trying to finish doing all, like, the handwritten edits and, like, inputting them into the, the document. And uh-huh. um, I officially finally got it out to Robbie and some beta readers and yeah. got got their feedback, a couple people. Um, and I, the main thing I did was, like, made a whole, I totally redid how I queried the first time for my other story because that is the absolute wrong way to do it and I've talked about this a million times I'm sure but like you don't do that what I did where you just send it to a bunch of people and hope for the best um so I have like a whole plan I got like a query tracker um account where it's like $25 for the year where you can like track you can make lists and kind of put people into folders and see how like long it takes people to respond and certain things that you can't just see publicly really um yeah. And so that's super nice. And I kind of made like a whole um, 
I, I'm sticking to like 30 instead of 130 or whatever the fuck I did last time. I made myself stick to 30 and then like I put everyone in kind of batches. Like I'm going to do this batch first as like a test group and then see what their feedback is on the query. And then like, so I kind of did all that while I was waiting for the beta readers to um, finish reading. And I'm probably going to do like another another round of beta reader readers once I change. I have to change like some pretty substantial things, but it shouldn't take super long because I kind of know what to do. Um, but yeah, hopefully in a few months or in a month, I don't know, I'll be able to query. Um, I've already written my query letter, so I just kind of need to get that, get feedback from that as well. So I've been pushing, pushing on the gas. What is the phrase? Foot, my foot pedal, push pedal, pedal to the metal. To the metal. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and my, furious. My foot on the gas. <laughs> I wish I could read it, but I would, I just, I haven't read a physical book in so long. I'm just an audio person which i should no, you're totally because... fine no but i want to i'm not i know but like sorry. i'm just like I wish you help me you help me so much on my like query for my last book if you want to read my query you're you can go really for it. <laughs> i'd I love it if you like, can help me with that ignorant and obnoxious <laughs> no i'd love okay. as many eyes on it as possible and i'm sure it's way better than the first one was because i didn't even know what i was doing and i've done so much yeah. it's just i even if this book doesn't get published or anything or doesn't go anywhere, the fact that I've learned all of this through these two, like, yeah. trying to get published is that's what matters. So I know when I people are keep like, telling myself that when people talk about, you know, don't expect to for anything to happen with your first or second book, you're like, yeah, well, it's not even worth it. But I've seen through you like you learn so much and it's so valuable and it's probably and the, really like, yeah. I was just going to say, it's probably really good yeah. to, like, learn how to sort of detach a little bit, like, make it the best you can make it, but then, like, know that things may or may not happen with it. And that doesn't mean nothing's ever going to happen with it. It's just not what's going to yeah. start you. And then you have yeah, all I mean, the stuff in your back pocket to, like, churn out later. Yeah, I think the, the thing that kind of gets me by is, like, okay, that's fine. I was, like, gonna, I wanted that first one to be, like, it's my baby and everyone probably feels that way about their first first book and blah 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 all that stuff mushy gushy stuff but like that's not never going to get published like if I do get yeah. an agent for something else like that's there's a lot of like there's a total I mean it really just depends of course sci-fi is like kind of dead right now so that probably won't happen anytime soon but um, people really want romance though because of freaking they, they want like comedic romance because of the pandemic but mine <laughs> is not comedic but whatever um people definitely want more happy stories people are like every agent interview i've watched they're like please don't send me pandemic stories i'm like i'm not <laughs> i promise you i will not send Who you a pandemic that, story though? That's i don't know like ay, no thanks i i want to be as far away from that as possible yeah i i believe that sci-fi is never really going to be dead though and i totally i totally agree i'm just i'm just so biased because i sci-fi is my jam but yeah. And it's yeah. hard when you look at, like, market reviews and stuff to be like... Yeah, it's like the... I, I'm i reading... I'm actually reading this right now. Before the book deal, or Ooh. before and after the book deal. It's a really good... I'm really liking it. It's by Courtney Maum, Maum M-A-U-M. Hmm. Um, and it's just super interesting because it talks about, like, you know, it literally goes from, like, putting your pen on a piece of paper for the first time to literally what happens after you get a book deal like Shit. and it's it's kind of everything that i follow i mean basically i learned the majority of my stuff from following like author tubers on youtube and this is kind of all of it put together so i'm excited to and i did i brought this up because there was definitely a part in here that was like talking about how you know 
like don't don't start writing with the intention like don't start writing after you've looked at like market like what the market's like write what you want to write and then let that kind of i don't know help you query or whatever like don't just start writing based on don't like make that be your focus and be scared yeah you're gonna make like neutral beige oatmeal shit if you do that exactly yeah and i like your perspective and i think you're you like I, i mean i've said it before but like I see it happening for you. Um, I don't, but <laughs> I but like literally, we're so young. People publish their first book when they're like old as hell, so we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You just hear about like the eighteen-year-old who wrote Aaron. I know, and like, yeah, is doing nothing now though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like I. I absolutely know. I'm not gonna there's not a chance in hell I'm going to make a career out of this. And if I do, that'll be the best thing to ever in the world. But like, I'm just happy to be published. I don't care. I'm not trying to, I don't, I'm fine having like a day job and then writing. I mean, I don't care. So. And only a psychopath would go into it thinking that they're going to make a career out of it. That or a 16 year old. Or 18 year old. I didn't even, when I first started writing these books when I was 14, I didn't think I was going to publish them. So. Well, you're smarter than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, hmm, maybe I can. And then I fucking tried the end. Yeah. So Just I'm excited tried. for you. I'm sure other people are, like Robbie. And Our I'm three listeners. Are. are you excited for me? I bet they are. <laughs> Oh my god, I just looked down at the, like, number of people in this chat, and it looked like three for a second instead of two, and I was like, oh my god, are they here? (laughs) Somebody like, oh no. (sighs) Okay, well, I don't really have anything We should We should do a podcast live one time. Yeah. Only, like, two people would come. (laughs) Just our siblings. Your siblings, my siblings wouldn't show up. We'll take, we'll, we'll now take some questions from the audience. Do you have any any last words? Um, when no. will you have an update about your like book process? Do you think by the next time we record, you'll have an update? I mean, hopefully. Like, I really want to be querying by them, but I don't know. That's probably too optimistic because I'm still gonna. I still want like another round of people reading it. So, okay. I don't know. But well, if be you still longer. have people reading you can just do a more specific update about the edits you've been making because yeah. i insist on hearing about it next time uh, okay but something to look forward to sounds good <laughs> but anyways all right I all right you, those are our obsessions love you too love you all thanks for listening if you liked the episode feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice you can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>